Strike break, bitch! My very nice close friend, who's such a nice person, decided to sleep with my boyfriend? Ivana, can't we just talk? I have it. I have the money. I literally have the money right here in my hand. I'm looking at it. I disagree. If you couldn't dance, what would you do? Mmm. Suicide? One more week of eighth grade, right? Yeah. You're like a brother to me. Oh, you're my best friend in the whole world. Happy Thursday, moviegoers. Welcome. To this bonus edition, welcome to this episode. Welcome to the Cinnamon Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Juan, and I'm joined here by Ed. Hey, what's up, folks? It's been a little bit. So, welcome to this new episode, this uh, episode one, really. I don't know if, if, if you want to call it an episode one, but welcome to our second show of the week, as this is the first episode of... The A24 series yes. that we are going to be dropping every single Thursday. A little bit different from the other show that we put out on Mondays. This episode is completely ad-free. Um, and we're just going to be sitting here hanging out, shooting the shit, talking some A24 movies. Well, which one are we doing specifically, though, this week? Today we are talking about Swiss Army Man. Uh, it has a IMDb rating of 7. Rotten Tomatoes sits at 72%. And the Metascore is 70 is 64%. Um, the budget was $3 million. Let's, let's take a look at this right quick. Yeah. We're going to jump right in. A $3 million budget, and you get a movie like this. Think about what that says about the egos of Paul Dano, Daniel Radcliffe, and think about what that says of A24. They can put a movie like this together with $3 million budget. Some movies, $3 million budget can't even cover somebody's, somebody's, uh, somebody's salary. Somebody's salary. Yeah. Think about that. I three, mean, a $3 million budget, and it grossed almost $6 million. So it doubled, it doubled its money back. But A24 is not about that. A24, guys, what we're talking about, and this is going to be a stretch, a series that's going to take us through the whole summer. So every Thursday, sit down. Buckle up and listen to just a great conversation about an A24 movie for the next six weeks. Pretty much. And, I mean, it's not really that we're – y'all have been asking for more content. So we're like, okay, what can we do to go ahead and not only make them happy but kind of get our own little series kind of things going? Because we've been – I mean, you, you're a big fan of A24. You've got a lot of their movies, if not all of them for that matter, uh, or very close to – so you introduced me to A24, of course, um, a while back. And uh, I, I mean, I think I've watched one movie besides that. I don't really know which one, but I've watched multiple now. So, I mean, there's differences between a lot of different studios. You said that A24 isn't truly about the money. I mean, of course, they're in it to make money, but at the same time, they're making quality movies that are not 
I'm going to say not your typical movie. They're not your typical movie, but by all means, these movies are not for everybody. They're artistic, too. Yeah. And, I mean, that's the big thing that's the difference about them. They're artistic. They have different meanings. They have different thoughts and looks. And, and, I mean, they're starting to get some bigger names, for that matter. You know, um, so, I mean, like, Stephen Yun uh in minari now uh i mean adam sandler for god's sake that's that i mean yeah whether you love him you hate him or you're just eh, he's cool that's a big name daniel radcliffe in his own right is a decent decent sized name well, let's talk about you know? that because we're, we're we're talking you know today we are talking uh swiss army man which stars so let's talk about that we are talking daniel radcliffe paul dano yeah um and it's not a very big cast mary elizabeth is in it she plays sarah I don't um, even think, truthfully, there's more than, like, 15, 20 people tops, and that's including, like, all the yeah, Richard, pyramids yeah, and stuff. Yeah, Richard Gross, the dad. Uh, Timothy Elshin plays Preston. Uh, and then, really, though, this movie is about Paul Dano, how... Yeah. Uh, we'll read the, uh, the synopsis for you yeah. guys. A hopeless man stranded on a desert island befriends a dead body, and together they go on a surreal journey to get home. And literally, that's what the movie is. But it's more about Paul Dano's, I think, personally, his search to find himself to get back home. Probably, because, I mean, honestly, like, you start out, and he's pretty much knocked out. Like, he's out, he's... No, the movie starts off with him getting ready to hang himself. No, that is right. Okay, Daniel Radcliffe's just... Daniel Radcliffe's body gets washed up onto the beach. Yeah. And Paul Dano is (laughs) literally about to hang himself, and almost successfully does, because he does start hanging and choking. Yeah. And then, boom, it snaps, and he goes to look for the dead body. Yep. Um, kind of saves him in a way from being swept out into the ocean So, again. believe it or not, with me loving A24, this was my first full sit-down watch of it. I have seen it before, but I didn't finish it and, you know, never got back to it. Right. So, this was my first full-time sit-down watch of it. Ed, I'm guessing it's the same with you. Yes. Even though I'm a Daniel Radcliffe fan for that matter. Yeah, this Talk is Talk a time. little bit about him being in this role when you first i mean don't give away the whole movie yet but like when you first started watching what did you think well okay what were you expecting going in okay you gotta understand the title okay simply the title i thought he was like some weird weird and i mean okay it's giving a little bit away anyways but i thought he was some guy that had some weird ass powers like honestly you know i I didn't know he played a corpse. I did not know that, you know, which you find that out within like a minute of watching the film uh, or of when it starts at least. But, you know, with all the... And if you guys hear you any know, any noise in the background, we are literally in like thunderstorm watch and tornado warning. So <laughs> yeah, just a, just a heads up, bear with us. But uh, we, we put our lives on the line out there for you guys. So <laughs> listen, listen in. It's a regular Oklahoma day here. Yeah. We, we, we Nighter sort of those. Uh, I mean, windstorms. Either way. Um, so literally with... With him playing that, basically, I, I kind of was like, okay, Swiss Army Man, Swiss Army Knife, does, you know, all kinds of little tools and aspects of it and all that. Okay, so obviously he's got to do a lot of different things. So, you know, it's kind of like, I don't know if it's more like you think it's going to be like, okay, what can the writers come up with and what can the, you know, effects crew come up with to match that and then present that as, oh, he just has this ability. Or is it like, you have a manual, you know, <laughs> to like use the guy or something. So, I mean, it- 
So, going into this movie, I literally, I knew what to expect because I'd seen like the first half of it, but with it being an A24 movie, there's hardly any A24 movies that I don't like. Right. We'll go over some of those throughout the series. So, this series starts today, June the 3rd on a Thursday, and we're literally going to cover an A24 movie every single week until August the 12th when we talk about the brand new A24 movie, The Green Knight. Right. So that will conclude this A24 series. And then just to spin and talk a little brief, bit brief about this podcast and what we're going to do here is, you know, we're talking A24 until August 15th. August 15th is over. We will get into, and I don't know what that is going to be yet, but it will still continue to be a weekly Thursday podcast. We could we could talk about Pretty much, a, yeah. A, a Fast 9, or we could talk about the Fast and the Furious franchise. We could talk about a Friday the 13th franchise. And every week, we will talk about the movie in that franchise. Yeah. Uh, we could have a four-week podcast on the Transformers movies. Yeah. But this is, if you guys want the official title, this is the Cinema Movie Podcast presents the It series. Yeah. Whether it be A24 or... Um, MGM, MGM just got done selling to Amazon for almost $9 billion. Man, it was crazy. A couple weeks ago, I was actually staying at the MGM Grand out so, in Vegas. So. so we'll talk about that. Uh, but yeah, as far as like a whole two-hour, two-and-a-half-hour episode, you guys aren't going to get that with this podcast. You guys are going to get us just talking about the movie, the cast, the meaning behind the movie, um, whether it be for 45 minutes or an hour. Uh, or an hour and a half. It doesn't yeah. matter. But we have no ads. There's going to be no ads on this show. This is an ad-free show. Uh, you guys can hear all of those ads and all of our top fives every week on, on the original, on the Cinnamon Movie Podcast on Mondays that drop every Monday. So, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's get ready. But speaking of where you can find all of our content, you can find us on the Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash movie reels, R-E-E. LZ405 or just Facebook search the Cinnamon Movie Podcast and we pop right up. Yep. Um, there you will find our link tree. The link tree has everything. YouTube, Spotify, Anchor. Um, and we can, we're, we're now officially on iHeartRadio. Yep. We're on Pandora. We are on Amazon Music. So wherever you get your podcast from, you can find us and you can search us. We also have uh, the Black Widow giveaway coming up in just a few weeks, July. Um, you can win all kinds of prizes, so keep an eye out for that on the Facebook page. The Instagram is one word, Cinnamon Movie Podcast, and then the Twitter is at Cinnamon405. And Ed, before we get right back into Swiss Army Man, where can they find the YouTube page? So you go to the uh, Facebook.com forward slash Movie Reels 405. Uh, basically hit that Learn More button at the top of the page. That will transport you over to the YouTube channel. So go ahead and hit that comment button. Go ahead and leave us a little note. Hit that subscribe button, that like button, or dislike button either way. As well as that little notification bell to be let known of every single episode that drops. Including these, as well as our little... Uh, kind of side pro, basically our side projects as well. Uh, we as have the main unboxings. Line. Yep. All kinds of unboxings coming up soon, and the, especially the whole month of July is packed. Yeah. So you guys are now going to get a brand new episode every Monday and every Thursday, double dose yes. of the Cinema Movie pod, pod, Podcast. Um, let's talk about Swiss Army Man. When he hangs himself the first time and the cord snaps, I have this this thing. I always looked. I always like to think and look behind the camera. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I, I always like to almost fantasy book and fantasy play as I'm watching the movie. 
What if Paul Dano died when he hung himself, and all that was just a, uh, the yeah not, fantasy not, not booking dream, itself? Yeah. <laughs> not a dream, but just regrets he had in life. Because I mean, he he never gone up to that girl, and on, he he you know, he talked about it in the movie. Yeah. Uh, usually, I thought my life was supposed to flash before my eyes. Yeah. Well, what if when he hung himself, the life of him flashing before his eyes was just him living his life on the island? Yeah. I mean, I know this is just you know probably stupid poppycock booking, well, but you know. what if what if he did die when he hung himself? I mean, that's a big possibility behind what the writers were trying to put out there. But at the same time, if you're taking it for face value, you know it is what it is. The rope broke. If you're taking it as in kind of thinking thinking a bit more about it, then maybe it didn't. Maybe maybe he did actually. You know, because I mean, he obviously he didn't mean to slip off the cooler. Right. I mean, that's a hundred percent obvious. Uh, especially once he's seen Radcliffe's body, for that matter, or Manny's body, for that matter. Uh, pretty much he he was like, oh, okay, and then he just lost his balance and gone from there. So, you know, luckily the weight of, his weight snapped whatever he is using, towels or so blankets or whatever. For everybody who's, you know, just now listening to to us or you haven't, you know, listened to us before, um, Ed, you're a huge Harry Potter fan. I mean, huge like you're you're a huge Potter fan. I'm big into the lore. Right, right. You have um all the school uh like Gandalf. Uh, oh, or... Okay, hold, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. You're about to piss off two different factions. <laughs> yeah, uh, um, Dumbledore. No, well, I'm talking off. about uh, I'm talking <laughs> about the, Hogwarts. No, I'm talking about the little branches that they have. Gryffindor, Hufflepuff, Gandalf, Slytherin, Gr- Gryffindor. Okay, Gryffindor, Slytherin, Hufflepuff, and Ravenclaw. Ed has all those tattooed on his back. If you guys didn't know, <laughs> so he's a huge Harry Potter fan. Um, but. Let's talk about Daniel Radcliffe for a little bit, because we personally on this podcast haven't talked about him since last year. Yeah, when we did Sorcerer's Stone. Yeah. Yeah, so. so or wait, no. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. We did Guns of Kimbo before we that. We didn't do Guns of Kimbo. No, no, we haven't. No, we haven't. So let's talk wow. about Daniel Radcliffe for just a little bit. What is it about him? Like, yeah, he was in the Harry Potter series, and, you you know, he was, he was Harry Potter. Yeah. But... Do you still follow his career after that? Will you go out like if somebody if something hits the theaters or you know will you go out of your way to watch some of his movies? Maybe not necessarily a hundred percent out of my way, but to a point, yeah. Just because, um, okay, it's even like athletes. You know, just I like a college school and all that, and some of them, yeah, that they're not on my team. You know, my professional team, but I will follow their careers. Same thing with that. You know, like I kind of grew up with Dan Radcliffe as well as the books, and. You know, some of it, yes, and I already know with the fandom that some things got misconstrued and all that. So either way, uh, but I, I personally, I love the books, I love the movies. So yeah, either way, um, maybe it's the Hufflepuff in me or whatever. I don't know, but it is what it is. But going from there, uh, like when he done the woman in the black dress, when he done horns, when he done, you know, all these other different movies, it was kind of interesting because it's like okay. Uh, him. Did Luke... you see him in Victor Frankenstein where he plays Igor? No, I had not. I did not. Um, and then he's kind of the villain and Now You See Me Too? Yeah, I actually liked that. I, I did like that to see him. And the funny thing is Daniel Radcliffe is like 5'8", five, 5'7", five, or something like that. So he's not – I mean I'm not much taller. He's but, not a very tall know. guy. Yeah, he's, he's not a very tall guy. But the fact is is like he actually was picked up out of – I forget whose, but one of the uh, crews – like kids had a play and well, he was in that play and yeah that's how he got I, the Harry Potter role. I think in this movie particular in Swiss Army Man, I really do think that uh he 
and I know Paul Dano has to act against somebody who's kind of not there, but really kind of stiff. Yeah. The way he moved, I think Daniel Radcliffe was really, really good in this movie. Honestly, I kind of, man, and I might be a little biased, but I kind of got to go with him on a lot of things in this movie because I don't know how much he actually did and didn't do for that matter. I figure he did pretty much all of it, if not all of it for that matter. And but you, you guys can find this on uh, if you have a subscription to Sling, YouTube TV, Fubo TV, Amazon Prime Video, Showtime app, or you can rent it from Vudu for two ninety nine. It's also on the Hulu Premium subscription. Uh, this was my first time watching it. Swiss Army Man. It's been out since two thousand sixteen. So I highly recommend it. I, this was my first time watching. Well, uh, we still are going to give like a star rating at the end um, of all these movies, just like we do on Mondays. But man, to me, this is a this this is a pretty good movie for the first time watching it. Yeah. Um, what did you think of the constant flatulence, if you will, that Daniel Radcliffe's dead corpse have? Do you think it was a little overdue? Yeah, it was you a do? little overdone. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like I kind of get it in the first part. Because uh, when you go through and all that, he, he's his body's kind of used as like a sedu or something like that, and the um, ga- internal gases basically were used, which as probably a really propeller. happens. Well, yeah, no, 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 hundred percent, it does. Um, you know, and actually, but the opening title of Swiss Army Man, where he's riding him and he pulls his pants down, and yeah, I was just he's like riding him like a ski jet. What were, were you the laughing hell? at all in that, or was it just like it's kind of stupid? A bit of both. Be, be, be a honest bit of with both, me. honestly. I really want to know, like through this through this series of A twenty four movies, I want full, yeah. honest opinions. Oh yeah. If there's something you don't like, I really want to know. Um, it was just kind of, like we said, overdone. You know, like fart jokes. Okay, there's not much funnier than a fart. Okay, you know, whatever. I'm I'm a fucking child. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> he is literally. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> uh, but it, it's it's the fact that like. How they used it, I thought was interesting as well as creative to a point. Uh, there was a little bit much on some of it, like kind of, you know, when he talked about, oh, you know, did, and I know this is jumping way down the line, but did we have sex when you put the cork in my butt? You know, that was kind of like, the fuck? <laughs> you know, so it's like, okay. So, I mean, in, in that aspect, this is almost, some of a, it was, this is yeah. almost a weird envision of Castaway. Yeah, I, I'll agree with that one. It, so it is. if if critics can sit there and look at Tom Hanks and almost give him an Oscar for talking to a ball, you know <laughs> what's the difference between Paul Dano's character looking at a dead body, well, I making mean, you friends know. out of a dead body? I mean, a cadaver is certainly a different thing than a ball. Um, so there's that. <laughs> but I mean, I've got to give it to Daniel Radcliffe. He literally, you know was flopping around quite a bit well, you know no matter the scene that got me yeah. is the scene where he starts pushing on daniel radcliffe's stomach and the water oh, shoots out no. and the water shoots out and he starts like drinking it and he's like oh it's, i know it's gross as hell but it's water what were you thinking uh i guess if you were desperate like that then i guess that's one thing what you think of the scene, though? Like, I mean, okay. Was it unwatchable? Was it kind of... Uh, no, no, it wasn't unwatchable. I'm going to fast forward. This is kind of stupid. Kind of stupid, yes. Uh, fast forward, unwatchable, no. It, I mean, it's whatever. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. If you've ever seen something like Hostel or The Human Centipede, this well, is I'm not easy, talking about, you know like, I mean? unwatchable, like, gross. I'm talking about just unwatchable, like, oh, this is 
not the movie no, for me. No, and that's what I'm saying. No, not really. It, it's kind of it takes its turns and its dips and its you know fly uh, its jumps, but at the same time, it, it's kind of an interesting journey, if you will, because literally you kind of want to know: is, is this guy going to come back to life? Is he? dead is he well, I knew like, he, what I, the fuck is going I on i personally man? knew he was never going to come back to life but at some point i was like maybe this is just uh, a dream well i mean or maybe yeah. this you know maybe he is dead but i i i don't know i don't know i don't know what to think of it from the very beginning but it did kind of feel Okay, there were some parts that was just like, uh, did this need to be in there? Yeah. Like when the corpse was getting a boner. Yeah, and then it just fucking, one-eyed Willie was yeah, just it, having a good-ass time. Though, it had man. a mind of its own, and he was like, when I imagine the Star Wars Earthworm coming out and trying to grab the Millennium Falcon. Use the shorts. That's that's what I was kind of thinking of, and I'm like, <laughs> oh God. I, I feel like that didn't I, need to be in there. And this isn't a long movie by all. This is only an uh, hour and a half. An hour and 37 minutes. Yeah. So take the credits away for good and take it off. Like you said, hour and a half, exactly. You know, I mean, it's a lot of unnecessary stuff, especially like the, I mean, okay, like why, okay, going through the trash and getting some stuff set up and all that, I, I kind of get it, you know, making, making time go by fast. Well, not only that, but making it more of a creature comforts than anything. I get that to a small point, but at the same time, it's just like, and it didn't really say how long he had been there, did it? No, 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 no. It not even didn't. throughout the whole movie. It didn't say when when it, yeah, when I no. first turned on the movie when I first started it. I figure maybe three months, maybe. Yeah, because I mean honestly, in that. But this is the interesting part. Yeah. The phone was at like ten percent when the yeah. movie started. That's what I was like. Damn. So if the movie's if the phone's at ten percent, even. I mean, I don't even think a phone can last three months, even if you have it off. So some no, uh, some phones. I mean, I've heard of like standby time, like not using it, so no cellular service, maybe, and all that. Maybe, like, two, maybe, maybe he was there two, three weeks. Like seventy-two hours or something like that. So, you know, so if you had a guess, what would, you, what would you guess? Three days, <sighs> a week, two weeks tops. Because I mean, don't get me wrong, he didn't seem like an extremely hardcore survival minded type person. That, oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Like he seemed kind of like your your average maybe, tech Joe. He probably did, he, but yeah. he, if you notice he did know how to make the rainwater drinkable with the little the cup and then the like to take you know what I mean? Yeah. When the, it was raining. Well I mean yeah uh, to take the, the dirt out of the water or whatever, the filter. Yeah. I mean you've you've got a lot of different ways you can do that and that's a whole different conversation. But I, I, you you guess what three weeks at tops. I'm gonna get. Tops, I'm gonna yeah. guess seven days. Tops three about, weeks. I'm gonna guess about seven days. Because I mean, you know, him him just hanging himself like that's a really really desperate move right there. So he must figure probably not gonna be able to eat because I, I, I have a hard time. I mean, I really doubt somebody could keep their phone. You know. Yeah, not like that. Nah. And I he, mean, even if he crashed at sixty percent. Or even if he crashed at a hundred percent, yeah, that phone is not going to be good ten days later. I'd give it like four or five days max, right? Four or five even if days he's max. got it turned off and turn it back on, that uses yeah. just as much juice. I mean, yeah, it does over time, yeah. Um, and I mean, but the, that the, was his phone though. It wasn't Manny's phone. I don't know because he was, he was, was taking like, he was taking pictures of the girl on the bus. 
Yeah, and I mean, some of it's kind of left and right because it's almost like even even when you get down the line, it's like, okay, is this him? Is he making up a little, you know, uh, uh, alias name? You know, like is Hank Thompson just a random motherfucker? Like, who is this Manny guy? Like, is is, is the Hank Thompson that we think we know the real Hank Thompson? Or is, you know what I mean? It's kind of just a few different things like that. But it, it keeps you guessing to a small point. As well as with, you know, the tactics he uses to build the bus, you know, uh, and kind of explain how he kind of lived his uh, transportation journeys, for that matter, uh, every now and then. It's just, to a point, stalker vibes, like I get it, you know, being shy, being kind of like, oh, I'll never get her because she's out of my league or whatever. I get that. I truly, truly do. But, at you know... To have her uh, to take pictures and then have her as your like your background when you have never talked to this girl, to me that's some stalker level type stuff right there. Like, <laughs> you know. Um, but I thought it was really cool the different things that they gone ahead and gone through, uh, Manny and Hank for that matter. Uh, then again, I wanted to re- I wanted to sit there and really pick apart this movie. Like, how long did it take him to make the little mini bus? Yeah, like two days, twelve yeah. hours five hours you know what, what, what or or the uh the scene where they're going through and they the Jurassic park scene pops up he's like you've never seen Jurassic park and starts mumming or you know humming the yeah. song it's like you know all this stuff is coming into play and i'm like uh dude you're talking to a dead body and i mean it's a good concept I've, i mean yeah it's no, it's no different than like the castaway maybe yeah but to for somebody to like get that desperate of loneliness and to sit there and lean and talk to a dead body is and the drag i mean don't wrong how long of a journey was this like not even in time but in you know uh area how yeah. long was this walk or this journey you know because i mean was he in the pacific the atlantic i mean it looked more like he is in the pacific to me uh where the i mean maybe he landed in oregon or something like that Washington, I don't know. No, well, it looks you like know. he lay, but that's another thing that kind of puzzled me was he said he ran away. Yeah. Or no. Maybe, yeah, he said he yeah. ran away. Maybe there was no plane crash. Right. Maybe he just ran to the woods and wanted to stay there. Probably. And I mean, then the dead body just washed up and he made friends with the dead body. Because the dad that came to see the dead body at the end, that was Paul Dano's dad. Okay. Real life dad. Oh, no, not real life dad. Oh, okay. In the movie, Hank, that Hank was his Thompson's, dad. Yeah, yeah, Hank Thompson's dad. And then the girl that they went to go see is the girl that was on his phone. Yeah. So they've been in her neighborhood the whole time. That's just some... You know what I mean, though? Yeah, and I mean, that's just some extra stalker type stuff right there. So he like, he wasn't like... I mean, don't I wrong. feel like he wasn't in a plane crash. He couldn't have been. He was in... He he'd ran away, and he had just been living like a homeless man... Yeah. In the neighborhood behind yeah. her house. Yeah. So at the end of the day, when you look at this movie, is he just a creeper? I mean, honestly, who, kind of. Because I mean, who stumbled upon a dead body? Because I mean, it's kind of like you know, did you just stay 15, 20 minutes away from her specific house, and it just happens to be on the edge of the water, and you just found kind of like, I don't know, a quarter mile out, you just swam, and there's this little whatever, but that. I don't know. You kind of want to put faith in this guy to a point because you're like, you know, rooting him on through the through most of this journey. Like this is a you, desperate dude. Getting 
get home. You think it's you a know. you think it's a deserted island, but literally when they're walking after the bear scene, and we'll get into that scene after yeah. the bear scene, he goes to take a piss, and there's the highway. Yeah. And it's so almost, if you're stranded on a Pacific desert island, hundreds of miles away, you're not going to walk to the neighborhood that you once lived, or the girl that you like. That's just too stalking. coincidental, right there. It's kind of weird to me. Yeah, and I mean, hell, this whole movie's weird. It, it really is, and that's I like a twenty four for their weirdisms, for that matter, because they actually some weird will, ones. Yeah, <laughs> they will go out of the norm to go ahead and kind of. But it's great storytelling. Yeah, and that's the thing. They'll go out of the norm to tell something like that. And I mean, this one was a very strange, very weird, very... Just... Un- was it unwatchable? No. I mean, it's not like this is going to be like, dude, I got to watch it again. But, but, got t- to. But tell me, personal reasons, yeah. would you ever want to watch it again? You, you can say no. I might, but it would be extremely rare. I mean, it, it would be almost to the point of no... But it would be extremely rare, like kind of, kind of like how you introduced all of us to the lighthouse. So you have, Although but the you, lighthouse, you honestly have no desire to watch it again. Very little, very little, and it's more just to kind of maybe I miss some things, understand it better. But I mean, not really. Um, I mean, for what they did with it, I thought it was decent. I'm not gonna trash the movie and hate on it because I do think at least you know there was a bit of effort put in and all that. But at the same time, there's just like it's a good movie, good story, but at the same time, it's just a very strange concept that, like, why did you have to make this? Why did you spend $3 million to make this? Like, that's strange to me. And it, it's not literally that just that it's strange to spend that much money on this. It's strange that it's a farting corpse who can spit a shit ton of water out of its mouth. So that's another some of, those, know, some, some of those other scenes that I feel like... I, I get it, you know, it's a movie, you don't need some things explained to you, but... You don't need when, full logic. When he was still. putting, like, the the, the rocks the, the pebbles. rocks in his mouth and shooting them and killing or, birds... Or, or even the freaking stick, the, the, the pole stick thing, you know, and he just freaking made it fly out. I was just like, what the shit? And then, you like know... Like the battering thing? Yeah. It, it was just kind of like, okay, this is... Is he, is he like, thinking some of this up? Because surely that or is stuff this, really can't happen. Or did this dude just walk into the woods and take a bunch of acid or something like that? And there trip, you go. You know yeah. what I mean? Or does did do, or do they want you to think that this corpse really does have magical powers? And, I mean, that's another thing right there. It's kind of like, okay... Is it a fantasy? I just want to know what caused the inspiration for this. You know what I mean? That's the big thing right there on my mind is what the hell caused the inspiration for Swiss Army Man? Like, what the shit? You know what I mean? And it's a strange, strange, strange journey. And it's more just. I will say. Yeah. It has beautiful art behind it. Yeah. And the cinematography in the woods. I don't know if they shot on location. We'll have to dig into that a little bit later. Um, we'll talk about it next week on next week's episode. But in the. Uh, the cinematography of them being in the woods and the, the mountains just being all around them. There were some beautiful single stand shot scenes in this movie. There really was. I mean, there really, really was. Um, a lot of this was very, very good to go on and all that. I, I don't know. It's just kind of... It's just not your cup of tea. Just something... And honestly, after... 
I had a really hard time with the scene where he was on the bus and any honestly anytime he was cross-dressing to playing the girl in the movie i had a hard time with some of those scenes i mean like i kind of get he's trying to put out like what he would go through or at least what he perceived he'd gone through on a daily daily basis uh through his transportation journeys and all that throughout his life but at the same time it kind of seems more like a stalker's fantasy of like this is how it's supposed to go this is how you should do and it's like okay but why are you teaching this when you can't do this yourself it was i did have some really uncomfortable times during this movie like and i've seen some shit no yeah i mean mean, we talked about midsummer last year i Uh, actually like that no i I like it i like it too but we have seen it was weird yeah yeah lighthouse i'd argue to a point is worse in some ways than midsummer but yeah, no, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I said, you know, probably the top two weirdest movies I've ever seen were probably Hostel and then Human Centipede. Don't I, forget, there's, and it's not an A24 movie, but Antichrist is still out there. People want us to review Antichrist. I mean, Antichrist is a very strange, very out there movie, but no, it's nowhere near as bad as. Uh, what Human about the Centipede. bear? Let's let's talk about the bear scene. Yeah. The the, the tree mm-hmm. scene, pretty much where. Um, well, I mean, they're sitting around a fire and they're talking and all that, kind of like what we're doing without the fire, though. Well, there's fire. Hey. <laughs> but, you know, and then Radcliffe just, you know, is listening and all that. And then he goes, yeah, I was going to tell you, there's a giant raccoon over there eating something. I, I forget what he says. That's but after eating. Paul Dano, uh, Hank, found the highway. Yeah. He went to go take a piss and he was like, I'm going to go pee. And, you know, he stumbled upon the highway. Yeah. And then, what, see, when that happened, I'm like dumbass why don't you just go and run and go get help yeah and so why do you I have mean, to go back and talk to the dead body and, the, and then the bear attack happened and i'm like oh you're fucking dead but yeah you get what you yeah. fucking deserve yeah um saw so me no wrong bears bears are a, a very strong creature like a bear can take out a gorilla almost no right. problem well, it, it, they're, they're strong as creature I, I like how they made it Seem like a realistic attack. Like one swap at the dude's leg and Paul Dano's leg like broke in half. Oh, I mean, yeah, because I mean, those, those paws are freaking huge. So, like, when that happened, I'm like, oh, he's dead. This is how the movie ends. He's going to die. Good. Hopefully, you know, I was like, yeah, he, he deserves it. I kind of found Paul Dano's character just creepy and at some times, and this is kind of weird for me to say, but I couldn't stand the character at, at some points. There was a lot behind him, there was a lot that was not in view basically like he had a huge shadow behind this character and there was probably 10 percent in the light so yeah. there was a lot of lies going on with his character and that that's what specifically stuck out to me was how much there so let's talk a little uh a little paul dano if you will he's been in quite a few movies uh we'll go through some of his filmography because honestly i don't think we've talked about him much um he was one of the nerdy little friends in the girl next door he was in little miss sunshine he was in There Will Be Blood. Uh, that's where he really got a lot of his acting chops from. A lot of people really found out what he could do. He was in uh, Where the Wild Things Are as the voice. He is in Night and Day, um, Cowboys and Aliens, um, Looper. Um, where I really saw him from, and this has got to be an episode one day from one of the two shows, Prisoners, with Jake Gyllenhaal and... Uh, um, Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Uh, Paul Dano plays the weird, creepy guy that they think is the pedophile. And he plays 
I don't know if this is a good thing to say, but he plays an awesome pedophile. He is creepy. <laughs> he is creepy. He is weird. And he is everything that you would think one of those nasty some bitches would be. He is in 12 Years a Slave. And then he was in Youth, Swiss Army Man in 2016. And then Okja. And then, uh, believe it or not, guys, we're going to be talking about a lot of Paul Dano this time next year because he is the Riddler in the Batman movie next year. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay, well. He plays Edward Nashton slash the Riddler in the Batman with hmm. Robert Pattinson, another A24 alumni. Right. So I'm excited. I think he would be a terrific fucking Riddler. What do you think? So far, I mean, he's got a very weird personality. Yeah. So, I mean, that connected with a bit of intelligence would kind of be a fun And earlier watch. When, earlier when I said I don't like Paul Dano, like he creeps me out. I'm not talking the actor personally. The, the character in this movie. Yeah, no, um, definitely. Kind of creeps me out. But honestly, if you – this is some homework for everybody out there. You too, Ed, if you want to. If nobody has seen Prisoners, go out there this week and watch it because it is a troubling movie. It's a really nail-biting movie. It's about Hugh Jackman loses a kid. On Thanksgiving week, you know, for those of you that have little kids, little girls, um, his one of his little daughters get abducted, and he, you know, just like any uh, abduction, you have 72 hours to kind of really find him, or they pretty much write him off dead. And this movie literally has you sitting at the edge of your seat, biting your nails the entire time. So, and Paul Dano plays a perfect, perfect creepy guy in this movie. I can't put him over enough in this movie, to be honest with you. And that's kind of a, not a worrisome thing, I guess, but a thing that, like, makes you understand how someone can go and how deep they can go for that matter. Because literally to play that takes a bit of guts because, I mean, some people will hate you for it. Some people will literally not let you live it down. Honestly, there's some scenes in there, and we're talking still about prisoners, but we're obviously talking about just Paul Dano himself. There's some scenes where you want to go through the movie screen or the TV and just yeah. kick the shit out of him. And then there's some scenes where he's getting beat up by, by Hugh Jackman. And you're just like, kill that motherfucker. Kill that motherfucker. Well, I mean, he mustn't be that bad of a guy, though, because he's been with his partner or his spouse for since 2007, at least married for that matter. So, I mean, he must not be that bad of a deal. Oh. He mu must not be that bad. Uh, Zoe... Zoe something. I just read her name not too long it's not ago. Zoe Deschanel is. No. <laughs> That'd be kind of funny, actually, though. Let's see, Zoe. Oh, come on now, phone. But I really did enjoy uh, Paul Dano in this movie. He did kind of creep me out. Uh, Daniel Radcliffe, though, man, we got to talk Guns Akimbo soon because he, I think that movie, Yeah. because of the pandemic, I think it got overlooked. Uh, Zoe Kazan, or Kazan, one of the two, but yeah. But, but yeah, I'll agree with that. I think I think Guns Akimbo kind of got overlooked, but uh, so let's talk about kind of the ending, I guess. He stumbles upon her uh, house, her house, and we're talking about Sarah, which is the girl that they're both kind of fascinating about through the whole movie. Yeah, and it's basically actually in front of the little girl, the daughter. Yeah, and it, um, Sarah is played by Mary Elizabeth Winstead, which she uh, plays. Um, She's in Birds of Play, Birds yeah, of Prey. She's yeah. the one who plays Helena. Um, but she, Sarah, in the movie, they stumble upon her backyard, um, Manny and Hank, the little girls in the backyard kind of playing. Yep. And she's like, are you getting ready for Halloween? Yeah. 
Uh, innocent, innocent little, you know, innocent little girl. Like, and, okay. And Manny, Daniel Radcliffe is like, no, we're just dirty. We need help. Yeah. So, I mean. But that's what kind of just weirded me out about this movie because she was talking to him and seeing him. Yeah. When Sarah came outside, he was technically dead. Or I guess she just saw him as a dead corpse. Yeah. So, I don't know what. It's still kind of a weird trippy. It is aspect. a very strange thing because it kind of comes into play, you know. Is it like the uh, imagination of a kid, you know, that she's imagining the same thing or something like Drop Dead Fred? Right, Wasn't right, he like right. A dead person. Yeah, you know. Um, so is it kind of like that? Is it kind of just maybe he was talking, kind of like a Fight Club scenario? You know, oh yeah, mean? kind of like that. You know, to where Edward Norton was beating himself up. And it turns out it wasn't a split personality. It was just him, you know? So, I mean, is it kind of like that or like, what is, you know, what is going on? here? Speaking of fight club guys, we're getting ready to talk fight club Monday, June the 7th, Brad, Brad Pitt month continues. Um, so we just got done talking about inglorious bastards, which was a fun episode. So go back into the archives and, uh, that, that was our Memorial day Monday episode. So go back and listen to, the Inglorious Bastards episode, and then uh, Fight Club is this Monday, um, oh, June yeah. the 7th. So. Um, but yeah, I don't know what it was, but Sarah couldn't see him really. He was already just a dead corpse, and she was like, do you need some help? At first she was kind of creeped out, like, why are you in my backyard? That's what brings me to my, my whole assumption that he wasn't stranded. If your if your plane crashes and you're just been in your backyard the whole time, you know, maybe not the whole time. Maybe he was a couple hundred miles away, but he was still technically in the in, wherever they were. Yeah, and I mean that's the thing, you know. It's kind of like okay, were you just like ten, fifteen miles away? Were you a hundred? Were you right there? You know, and then it never really specifies feet. where they were, where they lived. And yeah. Because, I mean, it doesn't specify how long of a journey he took to transport from wherever he was going to wherever he was going to where he met her on the bus. Or stalked her on the bus, I guess, is more appropriate. But at the same point, you know, it's kind of like a an explained film. It, it, you but know. that's A24 for you. You're right. You know. And it's not a bad thing. No. But this one just kind of, there was a lot of plot points missing i feel yeah this definitely almost felt kind of like rushed together like okay we got this this that this do this do that do this this is gonna be but the thing with a24 that i like is they do this stuff by on purpose yeah to where if you watch something like batman versus superman they do that stuff because of budget cuts or right uh, just being lazy Stuff with A24, I think it's done on purpose. They want you to sit there and do stuff like what we're doing now. They want you to talk, and they want you to put your own movie together, maybe. it's Because like, it's like that in a lot of their movies, man. Like, a lot yeah. of A24 stuff is just the movie itself, and then you could go have a conversation with somebody about one of their movies and have a whole different movie lined up. Or even three to five different types, yeah. you know? Because, I mean, of course, you're going to have yours, I'm going to have mine, he's going to have his, she's going to have hers. And then combine the four like and ex, go from there. Like Ex Machina. I don't know if you were on our Ex Machina episode last year yeah. or two years last yeah. year. Um, but they're all kind of like, you know, Lighthouse. We had an interesting conversation about Lighthouse. How we thought maybe um, maybe Robert Pattinson had died when he was painting and fell off of the... the, the uh, yeah. The, but the with ex, ex Machina, that was more explained until the end. That right. was the only part that wasn't explained. You know, um, so, I mean, throughout the entire 
movie, it was all explained and all that stuff, and it was kind of leading you up to a specific point. But at the end, basically, it was kind of just like, what the hell was that? What the hell just happened? Okay, did she do this? Did it that? What? You know, kind of thing. So, I mean, with Lighthouse, there was several different things that could have happened, but at the same time, it was kind of just like a... How did you think... And we can explain the ending yeah. to Swiss Army Man. But how did you think this movie was going to end? Okay. So sitting there watching it, like, throughout the middle of the process, maybe when the bear scene happened, how did you think this was going to end? I kind of thought he was going to probably... I thought he was going to make it somewhere and then die. Like, I thought he was going to get through the bear attack and all that, because I'm just like, this movie has, like, 40 minutes left or so. Uh, he's going to make it through this, whatever. But then it kind of gone on, and I'm just like, he's going to die soon. Like, they're, you know, uh, it changed when they got into the backyard. Because it was like, okay, you know, he's going to be arrested for killing this guy. Because <laughs> maybe he did. I mean, maybe he did kill Daniel Radcliffe's character. That's true. You know, and just dragged the body off, and that's why he ran away, you know, to get away from civilization, basically. And kind of keep his name clear to a point. But, I mean... I don't know, because maybe he found out Manny was her ex, or it, it is her current. That's and, another thing you know. I want to talk about. When they were going through the phone, did yeah. you hear Daniel Radcliffe was talking about Sarah in the video? Yeah. Yeah, so I'm just going, what or is... Maybe, or maybe, you know they were, maybe they were fooling around on each other, even though she had a husband and a kid. Yeah. And maybe Paul Dano caught him. Yeah. And killed him. There's so there's a lot of dark twisted shit that could be behind this movie if you sit there and kind of really unravel it. I mean that's true. That's very very true. Because I mean honestly, maybe, like maybe Paul Dano took Daniel Radcliffe there to kill him and then just kind of hung out with the corpse and was gonna kill himself so he didn't have to deal with that guilt for very long. Yeah. So yeah, I mean there there's a ton of stuff that could go into this, but you know it's kind of like with. With Hank's father, it was kind of like, why did you just look at that body and you didn't even well, he was, look? You know, what he mean? was going to see who it was. Yeah. Because remember, they didn't know the name, and Hank's father didn't know that it was. If it was, man, he didn't know that it was Manny. He didn't know that it could have been Hank. And they remember they didn't open up the the bag. He was like, no, I can't do this. Yeah, and basically he opened the bag afterwards and all that. But yeah, no, I was just like, okay, dang, dude. Like, I mean, personally, like, it doesn't make sense because his dad kind of seemed like a do-it-yourselfer, you know, not alpha male, but, you know, over-the-top average guy. And it was kind of just like, okay, personally, like, if that's my kid, I'm wanting to know, like, is this my kid? You know, so I can at least have, you know, all in all, that closure, I guess you could say. Like, okay. He, but he probably yeah. already suspected that it might have been his kid because, remember, Paul Dano ran away mm -hmm. and they haven't seen him for a few weeks or months. Yeah. So he probably was like, even though he didn't know that it was him, there he was probably like, it's him. Because, I mean, he could have suspected that his kid was a bit of a weird guy and didn't, you know, take to all of his teachings and stuff like that. Because I, I don't know why, but he struck me as a guy who's like, woodworking or metalworking or something like that like I, I don't know why but like a decent trade like that i and i can't explain why but yeah yeah i mean we're gonna and, and we're gonna end up we have so many emails we're gonna bring the email bag to this show hey so you guys send us some emails about what do you think what was the paul dano daniel radcliffe relationship like what do you guys think he killed him do you guys think it was just it is what it is. Or a random meetup. Yeah. Oh. Or do you guys think that the movie just explained itself? So email us and we will um, transform 
the email bag into this this show. So C I N E M E N nine two one at gmail.com. That's cinnamon nine two one at gmail.com. Because I mean then you've got to figure uh was the phone Manny's or was it Hank's? Did Hank just find the phone in Manny's pocket and jacket from him and all that yeah, stuff? Like, that's there's thing, a lot of things. Because you're kind of like like you said earlier, why would Hank put that in uh, why, I mean, why would Hank put that picture on his phone? He's probably a creeper, yeah. but I don't think he would. Then on so top of that, what if that was Daniel Radcliffe's phone? In my and, thinking, like you know, she could have gone ahead and walked up on him while he's looking at her picture or whatever. Why would he want to risk getting caught like that and then get called out, kind of like he did? And she's know? not gonna, she's not gonna display her emotion or her feelings for that dead body if she knows who he is in front of her husband. Mm-hmm. So, and if Daniel Radcliffe was like a mistress. That's a. Uh, I mean, he would have the right to have her on the his phone. I mean, yeah. And if you noticed, this is going back to kind of earlier in the movie. His 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 wanker was going ninety to nothing yeah. when he saw the picture <laughs> of her. I mean, yeah. He was like, I know who that is. You know. Well, he was like, I don't know, but you know, she. Uh, Mister Hanky was already like. <laughs> he was like, yes, sir. We know that we can. Shit, <laughs> we smells familiar. <laughs> But, yeah, it was kind of just like, okay, your body is already reacting in a certain way that, yeah, so what's the dynamic here? Is it you? Is it her? Is it him? Is it all three of y'all? Is it, like, what is the dynamic is mainly, is the main point of this, so. That's uh, that's going deep into some A24 stuff, man. That's some good stuff. That's uh, digging in and uh, just un- unrevealing a lot of these scenes that we probably wouldn't have had time to. Yeah. On, on one of the the main you know on, on the on the, Possibly. Po- on the Monday's podcast. And I mean, no wrong. How did how did you feel when he took the body in the body bag and the uh, uh, orange pad and just started like Johnny tsunami tsunamiing the guy? Well, at first, when he was trying to push himself down the ramp, yeah, yeah, I was like, all right, bro, you don't need to rape the dead body. Let's just go on. But I, at first, it was, the same thought. Same. Yeah. I was just like, why is he like dry humping him now? But they go down, and it just – I don't know. I mean he got taken into cuffs at the end, which – man, there's a lot to uncover into this movie. It's a very strange thing because, I mean, okay, you know, you got to think that, okay, did they ever identify the body? You know what I mean? Like who is really Manny? Who's Hank? Is Radcliffe Hank? And Dono uh, – Dano, is he Manny or is it reversed? Like it's kind of set up or like what the hell? Or 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 is uh, Radcliffe really just a John Doe and Hank Thompson and Manny are the same person and he just uses it as two separate like entities basically? Because yeah. I mean, you know, I mean we've probably all been there, even females well, with I, males. I, like, I, I even kind of thought at first because this movie can go so many ways if uh-huh. you really want to dig into it. I almost thought that maybe the body was never there at all, and it's just inside of his mouth, in right. his mind. Right, and Don't I mean, know. Well, like I said, a, a Fight Club scenario kind of deal. But I mean, that's the thing. Like, okay, like I was saying, we've all been there to where we just see that we just see this person, and we're just like, wow. Like, you know, um, I forget who sung. I forget if it's like Buble or if it was like Maroon Five or, but basically about like. The, the person 
like uh, it was beautiful when the angels thought of that I should be with you and all that, but I'll never get to be with you because whatever That's that song. That's weird shit you're going through, man. Well, I'm just like the song. I'm like, okay, is it like an inspiration from that? Because, you know, this person on the bus, he's going ahead and fantasizing about and all oh, that. Yeah. And, I'll, and they'll never really meet. And then all of a sudden they get this choice, weird, coincidental, maybe not coincidental meeting. And it's just like it's she's just a, freaked out because of all this stuff. And he's kind of like. You could go, but yeah, uh, you could go for days about how this uh-huh. movie can just go and, you know, the, the relationships or is there a body? Is there not a body? But yeah, um, you can. It's, it's, it's pretty interesting, and I think this is a good start to this A24 series. Um, we're going to get ready to wrap things up here because I think this is a great, deep conversation about Swiss Army Man. Next week, I don't think it's going to be that much of a mind-bender. Um, next week, guys, June the 10th, we are going to talk about the recently released Minari, um, or Minari, however you want to pronounce it, but it is uh, the great American-English... Uh, American Korean film starring Stephen Stephen Yin Stephen Yin from The Walking Dead. A lot of yeah. you guys might remember him from. Uh, but he this movie he actually got nominated for Best Actor. Mm-hmm. Um, I really feel like he did really really good in this movie. It's about it's kind of loosely based off of a true story about a Korean family moving to the United States, Arkansas, to be example, um, to be exact, and uh, starting his own farm. So this is, again, a brand new A24 movie. It should be in the red box. Just got released on Blu-ray a few weeks ago. And uh, man, I think it's going to be a fun conversation. It's one of those movies that was praised to be one of the best movies of the year. Got nominated for a lot of Oscars. Got nominated for Best Picture. So it's going to be a fun t- conversation next Thursday as uh, the A24 series continues with Minari. Okay. So we're going to get ready to put a, a stamp here on Swiss Army Man. The bow tie on the present. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're getting into the meat and potatoes, though. We're going to give our star rating, and we are going to uh, see where this movie aligns with some of our other A24 reviews. So, Ed, sir, what would you rate this movie? I'm going to give it a six. Six? Um, the watchability, I'm taking off a lot for that, as well as some of the random factor like kind of like what you said earlier plot holes and stuff like that it didn't seem like there was a whole bunch of meat right there it just seemed like oh, okay what can we do between a and b like I, I to a point almost i feel like borat has more of a plot than this uh, at least more meaning in between a and b than this um but i mean that's that's kind of saying a lot right there um but i i did think the artistic side of it really gain points i think you know uh how daniel radcliffe portrayed himself and paul uh, dono did i think both of them actually gone really well but yeah it just didn't have a lot of that uh main beef for, it had a lot of the potatoes not a lot of the meat <laughs> you know what i mean steak was a little thin but, um, yeah this actually turns uh five years old this year Hmm. Um, I had a theatrical release of June 24th, 2016. So in just a few weeks, it's going to turn five years old. So uh, my official star rating, I'm going to go just one notch above you and just do a seven. Um, I don't know how good the rewatchability is either. I will say it's not girthy. So that right there kind of gives me uh, some kind of hope. But uh, the cinematography is really, really amazing. I do like the performances by both Daniel Radcliffe and... Paul Dano, 
Um, another thing is the score. The soundtrack is really, really fun, and it's, yeah. a, it's a fun, different score and soundtrack, so I do enjoy that a lot. It does keep the energy up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. it really does. So I do give it a 7. Um, is it the best A24 movie? Not even close. Is it the worst? No, it's not even the worst A24 movie. But just go out there and give it a view for your own. Like I said, you can rent it on Vudu and YouTube TV for like twenty for two ninety nine. Um, and then if you have the Hulu subscription, premium subscription for Showtime, it's on there as well. So check it out, Swiss Army Man. Um, this A twenty four series kicks off. I think it's going to be a fun watch. I think it's going to be a fun conversation every single week. And then Green Knight. Um, August the 15th. Yeah. When that's over, we could get into any other series, any other franchises that might pop up. So email us and see what you would want us to get dig into next. Exactly. Do you want us to talk some episodes of some television? Do you, want, mean, us, do, hey, yeah. do you want us to talk a season of a TV show? We can do anything. So you guys wanted more content. Not only are we giving you more content, we're giving you something different. It's ad-free. It's straight to the point. This is the Cinema Movie Podcast. Next week, we're talking Minari. Uh, the week after that, June 17th, we're talking the directorial debut film of Jonah Hill, mid-90s. Mm-hmm. And then we're talking Uncut Gems, The Sandman, comes back to the Cinema Movie Podcast June 24th as we talk Uncut Gems. So this A24 series is going to continue. Um, I give it a 7. Ed, you gave Swiss Army Man a 6. Is there yes. anything else you want to add to this episode? No, I'm looking forward to going ahead and opening up a little bit of extra stuff as well as more content. I think, you know, if they're if they're calling for it, I think it's a great thing to go ahead and try and do for them because don't get me wrong, without you guys, we wouldn't I mean, we'd still probably do this with not as many listeners as we have, but at the same time it makes it more fun to have that big big audience that they're, they're interacts. The, they're the too. payoff. Yeah. The interaction is the payoff. Like, yes, it is. We like no money is I mean, you know, it, it's not about money or it's not about income, but the interaction that you guys give this podcast, the shares, the likes, the comments, mm-hmm. um, the emails back, the voicemails, even though I haven't had that many of them, I deeply, deeply appreciate every single ear drum that listens to our voices, Yeah. every single movie review, all the comments on YouTube, um, Instagram. Instagram Facebook is too. Instagram is killing it right now, guys. Over 1,700. We just passed 1,700 on the Instagram page, Facebook, all the comments, likes, and shares, messages, you guys are killing as well. Um, the Twitters, the retweets, the hashtags, everybody, I appreciate it from the, from all the way down deep into my toes. This is, uh, if this ended tomorrow, if this was the very last episode uh, of the podcast, I would feel like it was a success. Yeah. And I would be happy with it. I could definitely go, yeah. I so, could definitely go with that. I deeply, deeply appreciated it. We just got done celebrating and doing our third annual Memorial Day episode. I thank you for that. Yeah. Um, honestly, if it wasn't for you guys commenting and emailing, it would just be a, a, another regular Monday episode. But because you guys enjoyed the war movie reviews two years ago, all the way with Saving Private Ryan, and then yeah. last year with Hacksaw Ridge, you guys have made this thing a a yearly celebration of Memorial Day episodes. Yep. So every month, every Memorial Day, we talk about you know what this country means to us. And even though you know you guys listening in other countries probably don't understand or probably don't really care what we're talking about, but to us it's something different. Um. So 
I appreciate everything that that everybody does for this episode and for these these podcasts and these these uh these episodes. Yeah. So uh, keep interacting, keep making it uh as fun, and uh, we'll just continue to push out some more content for you guys. But stay interactive, stay uh stay with us, keep emailing. What series would you want us to dig into after A24? Um, maybe we get into some horror movies. Yes. And maybe we can get into some animation or some uh, some foreign films. Yeah. Any kind of series out there. The It Man series. Yeah. So any the possibilities are endless. Yeah. But you guys now have two shows a week, Mondays and Thursdays. So hit us up. Send us that email, C-I-N-E-M-E-N-921 at gmail.com. Ed? This is Ed saying I'll see you on the silver screen. So, guys, don't forget, send us some emails, facebook.com forward slash movie reels 405, or just Facebook search the Cinnamon Movie Podcast. Email us, and we will share it on the show. We'll talk to you next Thursday as we talk Minari right here on the Cinnamon Movie Podcast A24 series. And then don't forget, Fight Club, we're not going to talk about it. We're going to review it Monday, June the 7th. We talk Fight Club right here on the Cinnamon Movie Podcast. Television Facts.